This is The Art of the Hookup, your straightforward guide to a successful sex life. I'm Georgie Wolfe, an Aussie escort and total hookup enthusiast. Welcome to Episode 7, an exploration of all the sexy skills I've picked up in my job as a sex worker. We'll be chatting with stripper and tantric masseuse Frankie to hear what the pros know about having better sex. Before we get started, just a reminder that this podcast is adults only. And with that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Georgie here. I'm a Melbourne writer, sexual adventurer and independent escort from Melbourne, Australia. My mission is to talk honestly about all the stuff you need to know to have a great hookup, and by that I mean finding the people that are right for you, negotiating amazing sex, and walking away feeling good about yourself. This episode brings you sex secrets straight from the professionals. When it comes to having better sex, sex workers have a wealth of wisdom to share. I'm talking with stripper and tantric masseuse Frankie, and we'll be sharing the positive impact our work has had on our sex lives and the lives of others. Just a quick note before we start, there are a couple of times in this episode where I've used the words erotic masseuse instead of tantric masseuse. The correct term for the work Frankie does is tantric masseuse, and you'll find out the difference between those two as we progress through the episode. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Frankie, thanks very much for coming in for a chat. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the sort of work you do? Yeah, I can. My name is Frankie. Thank you for having me. I have been in the sex industry for like 12 years now. And I started off as a stripper and that's been the majority of my time spent in the industry. I was a stripper for about... Wow, I've been in the industry for 13 years because I was a stripper for 12. Oh, you're so beating me. I think I'm coming up to eight now, yeah, so you can right. pull rank. Yeah, I've got, I've got some rank. Uh, I, I started off doing sensual erotic massage and now I'm working in tantric massage. Mm. Yeah, and I do, I still strip, but not in the context of a strip club. I do like performance art and stripping in sort of fringe festivals and shows and things like that. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. It might be a good time to maybe stop and talk about what sex work actually is um, for maybe for people that haven't haven't encountered it before. And you can tell me whether my definition is sort of on point. So my definition of sex work is basically uh, a sex worker is anyone who swaps sexual or sexy services for payment of any type. Yeah. So it's super broad. It includes strippers. It includes phone sex people. It includes escorts who might do full sex services. There's this huge range of different sexy services you can provide and um, your stuff fits squarely into that, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Oh, cool. So I nailed it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So just to add my little bit to that. So so I've been working in the industry for about eight years Mm -hmm. um, and I started out work in brothels as a full service worker. And now I work as an independent escort, which is where I go out to visit guys um, at their homes or hotels. um, And I do full service, which is what we call actual sex as opposed to sexy stuff. Yeah. Whereas it sounds like your stuff you're looking at. Could you describe like what your work entails? I can, yeah. So tantric massage, the the essence of tantra is about body, mind, spirit connection. So uh, tantra actually, the way that it's viewed these days through media and misrepresentation is that it's purely a sexual practice and it's not. It's about body, mind, spirit connection and sex is one of the ways that we can achieve body, mind, spirit connection, as is breath work, meditation, yoga, tai chi, anything that involves being present and using your breath. So it's like a spiritual, mindful, sexual practice. And a lot of that stuff comes into tantric sex, right? So a lot of the breathing and the focus totally. and mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Yeah. Um, another sort of maybe silly question that, and I'm I'm sorry to ask this one, but it's sort of like I feel like a lot of people listening might be thinking about those those sort of really old like assumptions around sex work, like that we you know I became a stripper because I was on the street and I didn't know yeah, how to pay my yeah, rent and that yeah. shit. Can you bust that for me? Tell me how you got into the industry. I've always been quite fascinated by the sex industry, all different facets of the sex industry. It was never something that I felt like was particularly taboo. I come from a very liberal family, so I am quite privileged in that respect. It was never something I had to hide. My my mom knew I was going to be a stripper before I even touched a pole, and she was really supportive. 
Yeah. Um, so for me, it was I was at a time in my life when I'd actually been deported from the States and I just got back to Australia and I had very little to my name and was kind of starting from scratch again. And my brother's ex-girlfriend had been a stripper. Oh, wow. And I'd always looked up to her and I'd looked at her loose light shoes in the bedroom and been like, I don't want to be like oh, her God, when I grow sexy, up. Oh, God, they're sexy, right? When you see someone's shoe collection for the right? first time or their yeah. costume collection and go, oh, I want that. Yeah. yeah. And so that aspect, and but also she, she walked around with this really impact, like I don't want to use the word empowered because it kind of indicates that, you know, you power was taken away to begin with but she walked around owning her sexuality in a way that I thought was really fucking cool and really amazing and that's what appealed to me as well as like you know wanting to go into the industry and make money I was like I want to be that in my power I want to be that in my kind of femme energy yeah and fierceness so this is something that struck me about the the people that I knew who did sex work long before I became an escort I just I had friends when I was growing up in Sydney who were workers and they just had this confidence and body confidence yeah. and confidence around people and I was so envious of that yeah. and I didn't know how they'd gotten it or how they got there and I found them quite intimidating yeah. because they were just so confident in themselves yeah it's and then so attractive it's so attractive and it has nothing to do with how you know how you are the, the kind of attributes that you're born no, with it's, it's the innate sexuality work. sexuality that just oozes out of people I think that that not necessarily everyone who works in the sex industry and not necessarily you know like not everyone who works in the sex industry will have that either but there is there's this there's this kind of je ne sais quoi that's like really attractive and so yeah growing up looking at her I was like found myself in this position and was like fuck it I'm going to be a stripper and I guess she opened me up to the possibility of that world and then I I had never even stepped foot into a strip club I just decided that that's what I was going to do and I caught the bus up to Brisbane and I did it (laughs) oh good on you by yourself you just went up and yeah yeah my mom dropped me off at the bus stop (laughs) so I started when I was 26 which is pretty late for that industry yeah I feel like I love your mom. <laughs> That's I so love great. My mom too, I, yeah. I'd have to say that when I told my parents that I'd started doing sex work, uh, my dad poured himself a really big drink, <laughs> and then they went away and had to think about it. Yeah, because it can be tough. Yeah. and I think we've got all these ideas about why people start doing sex exactly. work and what they totally. want out of it. Yeah, um, that are really negative, and it was just it took them a while to come around to the fact that actually I just really fucking loved. Um, providing such an essential service like I loved connecting with new people that it was good for me yeah Mm. yeah I loved so many things about it it changed my life in so many positive ways Um, I'm a creative person as well like I said working on shows and I've always had different creative ventures going on so it's given me the time and the and the money to kind of indulge in these creative practices and still be able to you know buy a house or pay rent or whatever it is that I want to do to, to kind of set up my personal life and also, I've seen your outfits and they're fucking amazing. So, like, the chance <laughs> to put you. together that stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get to do that stuff in my work. I need to look yeah. quite conservative in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way to a hotel, I can't be prancing through the foyer in, like, head-to-toe sequins as much as I would love to because <laughs> it would just be too conspicuous. So I'm yeah, kind of yeah, jealous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I started in the industry for financial reasons. Yeah. And when I started, I believed all those stereotypes. I thought I just needed to make quick buck and I'm like, oh, it'll probably be really sleazy and all yeah. the guys I meet will be super sleazy and it'll be a bit gross, but, um, you know, I'll give it a go anyway because I need to pay my rent. So there's that stereotype. Yeah. But then once I got there, I found out that all my clients were actually people that needed something from me and it wasn't yeah. generally the sex, it was the connection yeah, or yeah, they yeah. needed me to help them feel safe or they needed... They needed the validation of being told they were sexy, like all this stuff. That just the human connection. Human connection. Yeah. Um, and because I'm, I'm quite good with people, I was quite good at my job. It's not, it wasn't about my body and it wasn't about the actual sex stuff. It was about my ability to connect with people. Yeah. And what I, what I did notice is that once I started practicing this stuff and, you know, meeting a lot of strangers and getting to know them and supporting them and helping them through what is, can be actually a really scary encounter uh-huh. for a lot of clients, um, I started having much better sex in my personal life yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. getting all these skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm super curious about what, um, like whether whether your work changed things for you. Like did you notice a shift in the way you were doing sex outside of your personal life once you started stripping and once you started uh, doing tantra? 
Not so much with stripping. I've always been a really sexual person. So I think that kind of, you know, that sensuality and that sexuality came naturally to me, which made stripping really easy for me. I kind of, I walked in the door and I was like, okay, yep, I got this. I know how to do this. You got and the vibe I down. Yeah, I, I had the vibe down and I really love connecting with my body in that way and connecting with my own sensuality in that way. So it's not something I, I had to learn. Um, and so... Yeah, it, if anything, like it, it just gave me more confidence to kind of back that part of myself up because I've always been intensely sexual, but I, I've also been very shy. So I would kind of find myself in these situations where I'd, you know, whatever, let my hair down and had this like, you know, beautiful, amazing, sensual, crazy sex. And then in the morning I'd be like, oh, I don't know how to back that up with personality because oh, wow. I'm really shy. That's not what I would have assumed. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite... sexually I'm all, I've always been comfortable. Right. But then, I've, but then I've been shy when it comes to like conversation more, you know. Yeah, the conversing. Yeah. Because I assumed that particularly, particularly you, because we do know each other in our personal lives, that you have this, just have this confidence and confidence being seen that I don't yeah. have. I'm a bit socially anxious, mm. so I'm much better one-on-one. I couldn't get up on stage and go, my boobs are incredible. They are incredible, but I just really <laughs> struggle to do that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's really nice to hear that you do struggle oh, a bit in different so situations. Much. Yeah, I do. And and it's it's a, it's a an interesting thing because I know a lot of performers who struggle with social anxiety and shyness and still you know, they go out on the stage and they present themselves in a particular way. And I have to remind myself that um, that there is this kind of, I don't know, this this gap between what you present on stage and, and how you feel in social circumstances. Often huge, often yeah. a huge gap. Yeah, but um, yeah, so not so much with stripping, but it did help me just really, I guess, live and breathe that sensuality and sexuality in a way that made me more confident. And it did help me, you know, you have to converse all the time. So much of the right. job is dealing with crowds of people people you know having conversations talking to new people yeah talking to new people all the time so it helped me on a personal level and it helps me on a performative level because I just got really used to being on stage and I guess your ability to make money is pretty much hinging completely on your ability to connect with a stranger you need to get a rapport with a stranger someone you've just met and then they need to decide that they um, that they would like a lap dance or that yeah. they'd like something from you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if you're not, if you if you can't nail that making friends with people, yeah, it's almost like a really basic skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, it's it's a really necessary skill to survive and thrive in that to, to thrive in that industry at least. So that was a huge benefit for me. But with the tantra stuff, it's definitely affected the way that I have sex. I feel like it's it's given me this the opportunity to practice more. Tantra is something that I practiced privately um, before I started doing it professionally. How did you I'm get started? I'm still very much in the learning phases. I, I, I'm, um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's a lifetime kind of It's a big thing practice. to learn. It's a practice, yeah. yeah. So I got started through a friend of mine had a friend who was running like a tantric massage parlor. And so I worked there for a few months and it wasn't as tantra focused as I wanted it to be. It was a great learning experience. A bit more Just, erotic than tantric. It was a bit more erotic, yeah, which is totally cool. And I had a lot of fun working there for a few months. And it, um, you know, it was the first time I had been out of the club for years. And so that was that was great for me because it's what I needed at the time. Yeah, different environment. Working, different environment. Yeah. Just like working with that same sensuality and sexuality in a more intimate way. Is it worth talking about the difference between Tantra and just your regular erotic massage? Yeah, so regular erotic massage is about, um, uh, it doesn't have a spiritual component to it. So Tantra is very much about breath, connection to self, like I said before, body, mind, spirit connection, whereas erotic massage is about sensuality and sexuality. It's about touch. It's about touch and um and it can be a more extras-based... Uh, in terms of, like, the happy ending and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, not just that the happy ending's kind of... Yeah, but in terms of um, a lot of people, a lot of clients go into that industry because they're wanting more than that. So it's kind of... It's not full-service sex work, but it's in between. It's just... It's a step before that, um, which is... It, and there can be really beautiful gentleness, you know, really yeah, beautiful totally. gentle sensuality in that space as there can be in full service. And people well. get a lot out of that. Yeah, um, people get a lot out of that interaction. And the place that... And there can... 
the place that I worked at did put emphasis on connection. Oh, that's nice. Um, not just a clinical kind of um, yeah. interaction. So that was a beautiful experience for a few months and I got a lot out of being there. But in the end, I was like, what I want to focus on is, what I, the reason I went there was because I wanted to focus on Tantra and then it wasn't so much about that. It was more about um, what sort of extra services you offered, which wasn't where I was at. So I um, went and studied with Australian School of Tantra mm-hmm. and um have been have started my own practice since then so i'm able to have the kind of interactions and experiences that are more just aligned with what i want right now and what i want to learn and where i want to go so you Um, find people come to you then they want that the experience of learning tantra and of connection and of the the breath work and the the meditation work not just not just the sexy stuff not just although that's part of it yeah Totally, 100%. That's it, that you've hit the nail on the head there. And there's a really incredible book. I'm, I'm going to spruik now. Do called it, do Barbara, it. It's by a woman called Barbara Corellis. Urban who wrote Tantra. Tantra. And she, because I, when I initially got into Tantra, was like, when I, you know, started researching it more um, outside of my private life and professionally, I was like, it's super heteronormative and it's really gendered and that's, you know, I'm that queer. Tantra tends to be all about masculine and masculine feminine and, and you it's know about guys yonis and, girls. and and um and lingams and it's yeah heteronormative gendered and also a little bit cultural appropriative as in these the, things are all borrowed from, e- yeah, from Eastern. yeah yeah and there's not much of a nod to that yeah, yeah. and i feel and that none of those things really sit comfortably with me so when i read barbara Corellis's urban tantra I was like, oh, okay, I found my Bible yeah, because great. she's queer. She was a sex worker. She doesn't use gendered language. There's no heteronormativity in there. You don't and need she, to be a hetero guy, girl, couple to do tantra. Yeah, like anyone can do yeah. tantra. And while she pays her respects to, you know, the 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 origins of tantra, she's definitely taken it into her own space, and she's super respectful culturally. So, and this is important because you're not straight right yeah i'm not straight and i'm i'm not hindu either so i yes. don't want to be borrowing too much from from a different culture or uh or being like superspecting normativity yeah 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 and it, i i be, being someone who's also not straight i do get annoyed when any particular way of doing sex is like and it must be a guy and girl because then i'm like well, what about my what, what about, about this chick I've been other? seeing? Yeah, what am I going to do about exactly. that? How, oh, can we still do the tantra? Like, <laughs> I want to be included. Yeah. So it's good. Like, it's good that this info is out there. Yeah. So I'm excited to eventually, when I learn more, take it into a more queer space. And she's actually doing a um, practitioner training here at the end of the year, which oh, I'm doing. So super exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. Mm. To doing, she's doing it in Melbourne. So that's amazing. We should all plug Barbara Corellis' yeah, Urban Tantra. Yeah, 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 we should. It's good shit. And I think there's still spots if um, if people want to sign up, they could Google it. But yeah, so that definitely brought just, it gave me the opportunity to be, to practice these this mindful sexuality more often and therefore that obviously spills over into not just personal my own sex life. life but my own personal life. Into you know, everything. More, into everything mm. and it is a, it's a spiritual path and it is about connection to self first and foremost before connecting right. to other people and connecting to your own inner sensuality and sexuality. So having the opportunity to do that in a workspace is like a, such a blessing. It's great. Let's yeah. talk about mindfulness. Like Let's talk about what mindfulness is and I feel like this is a good learning from from being a sex worker, like what what mindfulness actually is and why it actually makes sex better, because I've I've some opinions on this, but I think okay. you might too, right? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's about being present, like first uh, being present in the moment, and that can be being really present with yourself, whether that's you know actually like starting to love yourself a little bit more and connect to yourself a little bit more, whether that's through like masturbation rituals or just. I don't know, enjoying your own sensuality, connecting mm. to your own body, which is one of the beautiful things that stripping gave me the opportunity yeah, to right? do for years and years and years. Because often we don't think about this stuff. And when we do sexy stuff or sex stuff, we're not we're all out of our own heads and we're thinking yeah. about other things or getting stressed. Yeah. Whereas really coming back to yourself and what your body feels like and how you feel exactly. about yourself, yeah. you can really start to enjoy that stuff yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I, my, correct me if I'm wrong, but mindfulness is sort of like a non-New Agey term for, um, again, borrowed from um, very, very old meditation practices yeah. and things yeah. like that. They're so just about coming back to yourself and focusing on the sensations in your body exactly. and what's going on in the moment rather yeah. than getting all caught up in your thoughts. Yeah, 100%. Just It's about being present and being 
right here and right concentrating now. on and what concentrate, you're doing yeah and being present and mindful in your own body and therefore you're able to be more present and mindful with any lovers that you're with so probably something that really um, struck me when I started doing sex work um, because I got to meet a lot of different people um, uh, with different levels of experience and different personalities I got to experience a lot of different types of touch mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like when someone goes to touch you and not even in, in, in the you know the sexy bits but just anywhere and you really notice a difference in the way that some people touch sometimes it's very light and tentative sometimes it's really aggressive sometimes it's really you know it changes Um, and what I notice is that the people that are really concentrating on the way that they're touching have really good touch so the way they touch you feels good and I think that might be mindfulness I think when some people um, would touch me they'd be so stressed or distracted that their hands would be going everywhere but too fast and yeah. they couldn't really concentrate on what yeah, they were doing yeah, yeah, yeah. but then the people who could slow down and focus and who were aware of what they were doing that sort of intentiony sort of like concentrated touch felt really good yeah so so having good touch is probably um one of my biggest learnings from sex work and now when I go to touch someone I don't just whack my hands on them even if I'm just touching them on the shoulder I'm like concentrating on my hand coming closer to them and then as it lands there I'm concentrating on what it feels like because I know that the more I concentrate on how I'm touching probably the better they're going to feel it. 100% yeah. Um, and that's without, uh, I haven't done much Tantra stuff. It's just, um, you know, just noticing the difference, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I actually went to a, I can't remember what it was, but it was a talk on conscious sexuality and it didn't talk, it didn't mention the word Tantra at all, but all of the practices, all of the techniques that they, they taught were about connection to breath, connection to self, slowing down, mm, sort of checking in with down. yourself, spreading sexual energy through the body. Yeah. And it's the same thing. That's Those are the same principles of, of you know, a, sec, a tantric sexual practice is slowing down, connecting with your own breath, connecting with your own touch, connecting, like you said, yeah, touch is really, you know, actually being aware when you touch someone yes. what's going through your fingers. You know, mm-hmm. there is an exchange of energy and the more that you can slow down and breathe and be aware of that, the more the more intense that connection is going to be. I was really surprised because uh, I just never had an experience and I just assumed that some people were just good at sex and some people were, ba- were bad at sex. And that's not really, I think that's super like way much simpler than the situation goes. That The fact is we all have a different way of touching people, but it's, it's the people that knew how to slow down and yeah. concentrate on their breathing perhaps and concentrate yeah. on what was happening. And I think that a lot of people aren't given... The, you know, the way that we're taught, to, the way that we learn to have sex is by masturbating. Generally, the way that people, I mean, a lot of cultures don't masturbate as well. But um, in our sort of Western culture, a lot of the ways that people learn how to masturbate is in secret, quietly, quickly, as quickly as possible before, your before mom getting caught. You. <laughs> you know, and that doesn't make for good sex. Like, if that's how you learn to fuck, then that, that, that's not going to, like, be. Because you're a, just trying to rush to orgasm, exactly, basically. Like, the, you know, it's like we have this idea that sex is like penis and vagina as quickly as possible to get from A to B and that's like there's so much more than that and it doesn't even have as you know have to equal penetration at all but anything can be sexual I can touch your arm and be be present and be connected and it can be super sexy yeah 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 I've gotten I've sort of gotten into the habit now of um, like telling people when we're starting to hook up because it, it's quite hard for me to come. And so I'll tell them, look, eh, you know, I might come, I might not come. Let's just sort of not stress too much about that and just concentrate on what we're actually doing. Yeah. And what that does is it means that they're not spending the whole time trying to rush straight to that point. Exactly. Although yeah. they might still be with regards to their own stuff. Um, but I also have a lot of partners who either don't come with new people because they're yeah. nervous or yeah. maybe don't get as hard as um, as they do sometimes if they're nervous or tired. Yeah. And that's really nice too because it means we're not rushing to getting off and we're forced to actually slow down. Yeah. But as soon as you start thinking about the orgasm as the, yeah. the only good thing, the part of game. sex, yeah. it's sort of fucked yeah, because totally. you stop concentrating on how you're touching people. Yeah, yeah, and stop being present in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. I actually... Um, I don't know if this story is okay to include, but <laughs> I was at Confest over the weekend and yeah. I hooked up with a um, yeah tantric practitioner. Yeah, cool. And, and those conversations were had. It was like, hey, like um, I haven't come in quite a while because I've just been not doing that and maybe I don't want to do that today. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, fine. And they said, look, it's really hard for me to come. Often I don't, so maybe that's not on the table. And he said, yeah, fine. And then we just like massaged each other for like, an hour beautiful it was amazing although yeah. the tent space was not not great like it's a bit cramped oh, okay 
<laughs> not the ideal relaxing environment. <laughs> but uh, but just that that sort of like, hey, here's what we're going to do, and it's not going to be it's not going to be trying to come. It's going to be all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then being with someone that knew how to really concentrate on what they were doing. Yeah, I felt. It was like I felt really felt spoiled by that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it can be a really beautiful experience. Oh. So, um, I, w- I would ask you, what's the biggest learning you've taken away from your work? Um, like, what's what's the number one thing? If someone came to you and said, "Oh, as a sex worker, what's your number one piece of advice for having a better sex life?" Is there anything that jumps out at you for having a better sex life? Just what we were just talking about: be more present, mindfulness, mindfulness. Yeah, and I think that's just like across the board for having a better life. Like, and I I am very much practicing that still. You know, it's like my tendency is to kind of have this monkey mind that thinks about a hundred things at once and jumping around, thinking about the future. So it's a really great practice for me, and I feel really fortunate that I get to work in. Like, you know, my, my work is doing something where I'm constantly reminded, like, oh, yeah, I've got to practice what I pe- preach. Yeah. You know? And all the time, this isn't just a sex thing. This is an everyday thing. This is an thing, everyday like, thing. Just bringing yourself yeah. back to the present. Exactly. Concentrating yeah. on And not being, being focused body. on outcome, like you were just saying about yeah. sex. You know, it's like not being, like being okay with, with not knowing how things are going to turn out. Same, you know, that you can apply that to your life as much not as you can to apply it places. to the... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like just being really present in the moment. So in in terms of sex, I think, yeah, be more present. You know that be thing, more... and I don't know, this might not be your thing because you don't have a office job, but when you get in the car to drive to work yeah. and then when you get there because you've driven the same route every day, you don't even remember the trip because you've yeah. just switched off mentally. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's a bit like that, yeah. like trying to come back and really pay attention so that you don't just lose all this time because you were off thinking about things and not even paying attention to yeah, what was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just focus on the end result, yeah. It's not that bad when you're driving to work, but when you're having sex and yeah, then you can't remember sex, that's not great. No, it's really not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably in agreement on that. Like, I actually think that mindfulness was my number one takeaway from yeah, that. Yeah, cool. Just from noticing the way that different people um, different people approach me. And the yeah. other thing that really struck me was how utterly terrifying sex is, like, for all of us. And I yeah. didn't realize that. I thought that my clients would be coming in and throwing some money down and going, no, you have to do what I want. And what they do is they come in, they hand their money over, they look super nervous, so nervous uh, sometimes their hands are shaking. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, what do we do now? Because I'm really, I'm really scared and can you just help me? Like, And then I have to sit them down and I have to look after them and make sure they're okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just... Like, you know, yeah, sex is nerve-wracking for everyone. Yeah, it definitely can be. And I think one of the other things that working in the sex industry for so long has taught me is to have empathy for people and to not make assumptions about people mm. in terms of, you know, like we, we live in a pretty toxic masculine culture and, and definitely men in, in our society aren't taught to connect emotionally very well. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how. Like, oh, yeah. I want to talk to this chick and I, I have no idea how to do that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, yeah, you don't know what people's stories are until you kind of take the time to unpack that a little bit. So, yeah. And there's always more to it than just socially awkward. Sometimes it's socially awkward. Sometimes it's I had a really bad experience or I've just left a relationship and I'm really oh, shattered. So I hear so many. There is, um, uh, yeah. It's I, I get a lot of different a lot of different reasons why people have come and why they're seeking that out and a lot of it at the time it's because they want to improve their relationship that they're already in, which is actually quite a nice yeah we, we assume that all guys who see sex workers that are in relationships are like cheating assholes and yeah okay there might be a proportion but often the story is a lot more complicated it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah I hear some very complex stories that definitely give me a level of empathy that um, you know I wouldn't have otherwise had because I would have made particular assumptions about people and their reasons even me and I've you know I've unpacked a lot of my own shit about the sex industry in, in all my years of working there as well so we all have this, oh, not we all, I can only speak for myself, but I definitely had internalised bullshit around what it means to be in that industry, yeah. to stay in that industry, to, you know, own being in that industry. As a lifetime like, career, particularly. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, it, I went into it thinking it would be something I would do for an amount of time and, you know, something I would do, I was doing on the side it's as well as all these other things. It's not a and, real job. Yeah, and it's, you know, it doesn't define me. Right. It took me quite a few years to be like, you know, fuck this, it does define me. It's changed my life more than it's anything great. I've ever done. And all, you know, obviously every interaction I've ever had with it, 
cishet male in a sex worker space hasn't been positive, but the industry as a whole and the opportunities that it's given me have been nothing but positive. And so, it, but it did take me a few years to kind of own that as well and not be like, yeah, I, I do this and this and this as well. And it took me a few years to be like, no, this is what I do. I still do yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> but I definitely made the shift. I made the shift from, oh, um, you know, especially with new partners, like, oh, I'm, I've got something I have to tell you. Yeah. Like, I hope it's okay, but I'm a sex worker. And now I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm a sex worker, which means I'm fucking awesome in bed. Just, you know, you should be happy <laughs> that I'm here right now. Like, it's yeah. totally like I'm bringing all these skills to the table. I'm yeah, bringing yeah, all this yeah. confidence and experience. And you, you'd better fucking appreciate that because yeah. I've put a lot of years into learning how to do good sex. And now I get to share it with my partners and lovers. Yeah. And, like, that is privilege for them. It's not... Uh, something I need to apologize for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that took a while because I yeah. kept expecting that I would get beaten down yeah, for being totally, a... Totally, Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've, we've all grown up with that, so... Right. Yeah. But it's nice. It's nice now to be able to confidently walk up to a new person or a lover or a date and be like, yeah, so I've got some good news for you. I'm a sex worker. Like, you don't, you don't know what this I'm means yet, lucky. but you will. You will. Where you're going to find out. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. I'm glad that our learnings are actually yeah. quite similar. <laughs> I thought they might be different because particularly I've never had an experience with stripping, for example. Yeah. I thought there might be some stuff that um, that you've experienced. Well, there will, there will be a lot of stuff you've experienced that I haven't. Um, uh, but I didn't really know what that would be. But it sounds like um, it sounds like we do. The skills are probably similar, even though the mode of working is different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't worked as a full service sex worker, so I can't, I can't comment on that. Um, I mean, honestly, it's all sex. Like getting yeah. naked in front of someone is sex. Uh, you know, massaging someone sexually is sex. Touching their junk is sex and them touching your junk or being in your junk is sex. And yeah. it, I just don't see the point in distinguishing. Yeah. And I think the, the really common kind of thread through all maybe not so much like camming and things like that, mm. but is like so much of face-to-face -face sex work is about connection. Mm -hmm. And so much of it is talk. Yes. You know, well, I'd argue that cam, <laughs> cam models, so people yeah. that, that get on online and do sexy stuff, connection? Yeah. it's they're very much about connection yeah, as well. True, and sometimes yeah. with people that are remote that can't, that uh, that really need that connection and that's a really convenient yeah, way totally. for them to access yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like talking and sexy yeah. connection as well. Yeah, and building up a relationship and building totally. up a rapport. Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, that 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 element is is uh, kind of prevails through all the different right. facets of sex work. And actually, yeah. the knack of the knack of getting to know someone and getting into the friend, the friend zone, getting like meeting, <laughs> different connotations, <laughs> different yeah. friend zone, meeting, meeting someone and then having the skills to take them from a nervous wreck to someone who feels like you've made friends with them and they're yeah. comfortable around you and doing that really fucking fast. Yeah. So I find that when I'm out now and I'm picking up, I can use all those skills. I'll see someone I like and instead of going, fuck, how do I make friends with them? I'll walk up and go, hey, like, uh, really nice to meet you. You just looked really interesting. Is it okay if I oh, drop nice. in on this? Do you want to have a conversation? And yeah. then I know I know how to start a conversation. Yeah. And I know how to help someone feel safe around me. Yeah, right. And like just go from zero to you're my new friend really fast. Yeah, okay. If, See, if, I still get a little nervous. If uh, I'm like crushing on someone, I'll still get shy. Well, if I'm crushing on someone, <laughs> I just lose my shit. Yeah, but same. If, if like it's... if I feel, yeah, <laughs> if I if I like have a proper crush on someone, I'm, I'm all, all of my sex worker learning goes out the fucking window, <laughs> at least until I get into bed. <laughs> yeah, right? And then yeah. once you're naked, you know, your training yeah. kicks in. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have a few tricks up my sleeve now for connecting okay. with people, yeah. and I use them at work, and I use them in my personal life. It's things okay. like what sort of questions to ask people, and uh, what sort of vibe to give out to help them feel comfortable about engaging with you, stuff yeah, like that. Okay. Um, and I did not know any of that stuff before I started. I was super shy and socially anxious when yeah. I started doing sex work, yeah. and then I just got to practice on all these people over and over. Like when you're working in a brothel, yeah. What you do is um, you're all sitting out the back, all the all the ladies, all the people, yeah. um, and then when a client comes in, they get to sit down on, on the couch and you come out and introduce yourselves one by one, okay. and you literally have like 
10 seconds to make a good impression and to make friends with someone and then you walk away and then they pick which person they like the best. Okay. And it's usually... I thought it was more of a mingling environment, not so much. Some places have a big open lounge where yeah. you mingle, but yeah. most of the places I've worked at, you're out the back and then you do the, the walk and your high heels out to the lounge yeah. in reception, okay. say yeah. hi, and then you leave. Right. And okay. that is a very short time to make friends with someone. Yeah. But usually the client will pick... Uh, will choose to spend time with the worker that he's made a connection with. Connection with, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that, but fuck, you don't have much time. Yeah, like 10, 15 <laughs> seconds before someone works out if they like you. That's it's quite yeah, a lot of pressure. Okay, yeah. Which is, I imagine, your situation when you're stripping. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different because it is more of an open plan environment. Mm. So you have the opportunity to either spend. I, I was def- I was definitely more of a ten to fifteen seconds kind of a worker. Um, I wouldn't sit, I didn't really drink at work, so I wouldn't sit down and kind of, you know, take advantage of the free drinks or, Mm -hmm. or to be honest, I felt like I was, you know, like if I didn't have that immediate connection with someone and they weren't there because they wanted to have that exchange, then I felt a bit like I was wasting my time. Yeah, and then you move on. And then I would move on. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's exceptions to that if you really have a vibe with someone and you get engaged in a good conversation. Yeah. But generally, you know, it's a pretty fast paced uh, environment. So you're choosing who to approach based on who So you're choosing who to approach. I was, um, there are people who, you know, different strippers work differently. Some people like to sit back and be approach that was not my um my way of working I like to make it easy for the poor bastards it's hard being out at a club and wanting to approach someone yeah exactly so I was definitely an approacher and and worked the room in that particular way so it's a little bit different because you can um that also depends on where you work but generally you get to do your own time management in terms of how long you want to spend with people in Queensland they'll have um or at the place I worked anyway they would have kind of a hostess who would swan around mm-hmm. so if you'd been sitting with someone for more than 10 minutes oh. they'd come up and say hey so would you like to take her for a dance because if or you don't otherwise she needs to move, move on. on which could be yeah. good if you're if you're stuck in an awkward conversation although I guess getting yourself out of an awkward it's, conversation it's is a the skill learning. right yeah 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 so in in Melbourne it's very or in Victoria it's uh, a bit more of a you you you're, you're your own you know you make your own kind of create your own style of working do you feel like you started to get a bit of a feel when you'd approach someone for whether they were interested or not like getting to tune in really quickly to what yeah definitely definitely but then once again I think like you can't make assumptions right you know you would kind of like you feel like you've got a vibe and then there'll always be something that's like oh okay this is this is going to be a little bit of a different interaction yeah um yeah you never know you never gonna know who's gonna end up wanting to spend a long time with you right yeah and as an independent escort it doesn't matter what the vibe is i need to make it work so i need to show up and if someone is if we get along great that's wonderful if we don't if they're super nervous i need to fix that if we walk in and don't really hit it off straight away i need to fix that so it's like i don't I don't really get the option. I, could, I would walk away if someone was awful, but that hasn't really yeah. happened. It's more a case of, oh, yeah, this maybe this isn't someone that I would have struck up a conversation with if I met them in public, but now I need to find something I like about them so that we can get along and have an amazing night, and it's my job to find out what that is, to uncover yeah, 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 yeah. uncover the gold in someone yeah. and then work yeah. with it. Yeah, and I think that's a big, uh, you hear that a lot from lots of different kinds of sex workers, is just finding a common thread with people. And you yeah. probably hear it from people who work in corporate industries who right. are trying to create business relationships you totally know? it's like finding a common thread find and the thing you have in common relationship around that that you genuinely have in yeah. common it's no use sidling up to someone at a nightclub and being like oh wow we're both wearing pants we must be soulmates <laughs> like you know none of that bullshit but to yeah. go hey actually i'm really interested in that thing that you do or that thing that you yeah. said and to mean it yeah that, that's that's how you make friends with someone fast yeah. and yeah. i do use this shamelessly in my personal life <laughs> with everyone once i learned the trick i'm like right okay yeah. Off we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess, I mean, that counts as sex skills for me because you're never going to have the sex if you don't get good skills for approaching someone in the first place. That's true. Yeah. So I feel like it counts. <laughs> in terms of education, do you feel like doing stripping and tantric massage, do you feel like there's some education you picked up around the practical stuff? So things like consent, safer sex, like all those little finicky skills that maybe we don't talk about very often. Definitely consent. Um, you learn you you if you want to kind of stay in that industry and be comfortable with your you know your own 
boundaries, you need to be able to stand up for your own boundaries. So you and learn is, what your boundaries are and right. then you learn how to enforce them. Because people aren't very, um, non, you know, most regular folk aren't very good at boundaries, aren't very good at knowing how to how to sort of work out what you want and stay yeah. and stay within that. So yeah. I do find, yeah, a lot of clients will wander in and not because they're terrible people, but just because they don't know how to do it, they won't go, hey, are you okay with me? like squeezing your up, up exactly. butt cheek or yeah. are you okay with me showing my tongue down your throat like that sort of stuff and then it's yeah. our job to sort of start to enforce those boundaries and, and educate. actually know this is how it works and yeah it's not always because they're terrible people sometimes mm. it is but it can be like there can be cultural gaps there can be lots of different reasons for the why the you know why people think that it's you know also we're, we're learning now we are. as a culture as a society to about consent to do better. and about boundaries mm. and to do better because it's not something that we've all grown up being taught, unfortunately. I kind of feel like sex workers are the frontline troops of this stuff. Yeah. Like uh, that maybe mostly uh, there aren't many places that people and particularly guys can go to actually learn how to do consent and that maybe a lot of um, regular folk don't know how to teach it but then when they come to see us we're going no 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 that's not how you do it here's how you do it or going yeah. hey so like let's have a safe word for this because we're going to yeah. get a bit kinky and then yeah. they're like what what um but it's where we're we're doing a lot of that teaching yeah yeah there's yeah. a lot of that going on definitely um, and that's spilled over into my private life too so i'll go pick up blokes on tinder now yeah and take them home and be like hey so here's how i do consent yeah and they're like what <laughs> um but i'm so comfortable doing it with the clients now yeah but i'm super okay. comfortable picking someone up taking them home and going hey let's have the consent and safer sex discussion before we get yeah, sexy beautiful. like here's how it goes yeah and that's a good it's a good thing to share yeah 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 definitely yeah i think yeah, sex workers are very good at, at reiterating their boundaries and that's definitely a skill that more people need to get comfortable with. To learn, just yeah. the speaking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. having yeah. conversation about it and, yeah. But the more people see you do it, the more that they go, oh, that's okay for me to do as well. Yeah. I feel like women are really culturally, like, told that that shouldn't speak up, that it's not okay for them mm. to be assertive sometimes. Yeah. And so it's really nice in particular um, with some of the lady people I've done, for example, kinky stuff with, to go, hey, here's how I do this. Um, like, you need to speak up now and tell me what you want, otherwise we're not doing anything. And then to watch them sort of struggle with that and then, like... Have to find their voice. Have to find their voice, yeah. right? And this applies to everyone. Like, everyone struggles with that. But also, sometimes I feel particularly some of the women I've been with uh, just are like, what? I, I have to speak now? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good experience. It is, yeah. And I find this, I mean, stripping's a little bit different, but with the tantric massage stuff, it's definitely like a lot of it is about communication. It's about teaching people how to communicate and how to tap into their own desire and realize, first of all, find out what it is that they want and then be able to get speak in touch about what with they what they want. Because a lot of us just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, and there might be people who are dealing with, um, like erectile dysfunction or ejaculation issues and it's like they have to walk into a space and talk about that that's that's a huge thing for some people um really confronting yeah to that talk can about be really confronting sex stuff yeah, yeah yeah so it is giving people uh, i guess a safe space to be able to talk about those things and communicate those things in a way that in a place where they're not going to be judged i kind of feel like once people have talked about their stuff um, in the sex workspace that it makes it a bit easier for them to go out and tell Definitely. other people like yeah. oh yeah sometimes I don't get a hard on or um, you know or even just things like yeah I'm really I'm really lonely at the moment like once you've said yeah. it to one person yeah um, that even if you're paying them that then it's a bit easier to to front up about it outside of that because totally. you've had someone listen and say yeah it's okay you're allowed to share that yeah it doesn't make you a bad person yeah and that's a I mean the stripping industry is there's a lot of just people who are lonely and wanting to have a human connection that's yep. a huge and part to be of that industry which isn't even sexual but it's you know sex is a means of, of human connection so it opens up the gates a little yeah. bit so you can start to share that emotional yeah. stuff yeah 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 totally in yeah. fact a lot of the the really good conversation is the post-sex conversation when all those hormones are totally, flooding yeah. your body Body yeah, and you've yeah. got all the good chemicals running yeah. through your brain and then you can open up it's yeah. a bit safer to open up about the deeper emotional stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah once you've made a physical connection it's mm. good to keep that in mind and i can't that's something i did learn from working um with partners to not not push people to reveal like you know we all love to have bonding emotional moments with the people that we're uh, getting sexy with but then to let them let them find their own way into it, like going, hey, well, maybe maybe this person I'm dating is better at talking about their feelings after they've just had sex. Yeah. Or, 
or maybe they need a bit of space afterwards, or maybe they need a certain amount of physical touch and reassurance before they can talk about the stuff that's yeah. bothering them. Or maybe they need to connect emotionally before they can get sexual. Yes. Like there's so many different ways of... And know, everyone's different yeah, in what yeah. they need. But sort of trying to tune into that rather than just demanding demanding things from my partners, demanding sex or demanding intimacy yeah. and not understanding the ways we get to that sort of yeah. by being a bit more flexible yeah, around yeah, yeah. how we do it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's coming from different you know experiences different traumas different positive experiences, whatever it is right yeah. this is getting super esoteric i thought we just were <laughs> talking about putting a condom on properly <laughs> is there are there any like super practical um sex skills that you feel are great like is there a particular do you have a do you have a signature move do you have a particular uh, one skill or activity that you've really perfected in your work that you wish more people knew how to do um, I'm going to go back to the same thing I said before and it's just about being mindful and being more present. Yep. That's the that's the main skill because that's the kind of sex work that I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't do uh yeah, a lot of other sort of sexual activities with people. I I, I teach people how to breathe, what the kind of principles of, of tantra are and moving sexual energy through the body and how to have a deeper connection to self. So I'm just going to reiterate what I've already I, said. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Mine is sort of similar. Mine is to slow down. Yeah. That that the more you slow down, the better sex you have. And that doesn't mean you have to really slow like sex. It means it means that even if you're going fast and hard for a while, you then slow it down, you look someone in the eye, that you really is, feel into what's happening. Totally. And then you get yeah. those dynamics. Whereas if you're just jackhammering away for 50, 15 minutes and then you come, you lose all the beautiful like – variation that can happen and the connectedness yeah 100% um, and that's a huge if you read text on tantra it will say slow down put your hand on your lover's heart look someone in the eye look someone in those the eye those are all you know the, the yeah it's all the same yeah. it's all and, the same and then jack have them for five minutes it's fine but then come back to being slow yeah. like alternate and yeah, switch it exactly. up switch things up yeah. a lot yeah like yeah. i was too afraid i think before i was in the sex industry to I just let someone do whatever they were going to do, and I didn't didn't try to direct people. Yeah. Um. And now, having had all this experience, I can look someone in the eye and say, "Hey, like this is great, but let's just slow down for a minute." Yeah. And look them in the eye for a minute, and and then they you know that takes things to a whole new level. Yeah. So being able to intervene a little bit and go, "Hey, yeah. let's try this." Yeah. Or, um, I think this might work for you, and then just really encouraging them to yeah, explore their own sexuality. To explore, yeah, yeah, yeah. that assertiveness because I feel like a lot of us just don't. We don't talk up during sex and whatever yeah. the other person does, they just do it. And then uh, we're not really directing our experience. So yeah. that, that ability to direct, to yeah, go, yeah. to have the confidence to go, hey, like this is great, but I reckon you're going to really enjoy it if we switch around. And then if I like put my hand here and then I look you in the eye for like 30 seconds, like how's that sound? And like no no one ever goes, no, nah, that sounds shit. They're always yeah. like, yeah, I'll try that. You know. Although a lot of people really struggle to look you in the eye. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a bit of a deal breaker for me with yeah. dates. Oh, I can't. I would never. I, I couldn't be like intimate in my kind of own erotic life without I without someone looking it's me in the eye. It's just fucking hot. It's so yeah. hot. I picked up, um, I had a really great one night stand the other night with a really awesome poly dude. Mm -hmm. And we went to the pub and we pre-negotiated everything. The fact that we weren't going to see each other ever again, our yeah. boundaries, safer sex stuff, like great conversation. And then we came back here and the, the eye contact, when I say here, we are podcasting in my bedroom. Um, so I brought him back here, not to this precise spot, maybe a meter over that way. And uh, he was so good at eye contact. Yeah. So like everything he did, it was like he it was coming back to the eye contact and it was the hottest thing I've ever seen. Like he was just really good at that, at holding that eye contact yeah. in this way that was so incredibly sexy. Yeah. And so often that doesn't happen with one night stands. Often they are a bit off. True. The yeah. Fairies a little are bit disjointed looking. and disconnected. Yeah. Or they feel like they're not allowed to do the romantic looking in the eye thing because it's not a relationship. But yeah. But you don't have to do romantic looking in the eye. You can do no. fucking hot you can, and you can right. have deep, intimate connections with totally. someone for five minutes or for 50 years. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It can be wonderfully intimate, even if you know you're never going to see them again. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that goes back to being in the moment. You know, it's like appreciating, like you are having this connection with someone. It is a connection. I and mean, you're not valid. there essentially just to have an orgasm. Because right. Then why are you involving someone else? That's Another not person. necessary. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people throw away their sexual experiences because they go, "Oh, it's just a hookup," or "Oh, it's it's just a sex worker shag." Yeah. Um, but 
like every sexual experience can be amazing, but you yeah. have to be invested. Like you have to really be concentrating just on the other person, person yeah. connecting. Yeah, or just not even like 100% concentrating on the other person, but just concentrating on the moment. You yeah. know, it's like it's a, it's a, it is a, an exchange and it is really it's a skill also to be able to give without the expectation of receiving and receive without the expectation ah. of giving. But just being present in the moment, in the connection, in the, you know, the exchange of energy, whether it's like physical, emotional, whatever. It makes such a huge difference. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, what have we covered today? We've talked about what sex work is basically, which is, you know, sexy stuff in exchange for payment. We've talked about it like a whole lot of different ways of doing sex work. And it's yeah. been really good listening to your experiences as a stripper and erotic masseuse yeah. because they are removed from my experiences as a as an escort. Yeah. So like, thanks for that. Like, it's just really nice to have that full range. Explored. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's also been really nice to talk about um, the ways that we apply our stuff, particularly because um, you probably play with a lot more women than I do. Yeah. Um, and sort of seeing how that applies in all these different situations yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just banging blokes on Tinder. Like, thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> and it sounds like our big takeaway from this is, mindfulness and being present totally but actually it's not any particular sex trick that we've learned that it's the trick of getting out of your head and into your body concentrating on what's going on in the moment yeah and whether you call that you know like embodiment or a spiritual practice whatever word you use it doesn't matter that's what it comes down to yeah yeah that's the commonality and and that doing that not only makes your experience better but it also makes your your touch better when you're touching yeah. the other person yeah. and it makes their experience better too so yeah. there's this sort of flow on effect yeah it's yeah, really yeah. awesome yeah yeah great um and the other stuff i guess i feel like we've covered is around communication and boundaries and like being able to speak up and say hey let's do this or being able to do things a bit differently because we've got that confidence yeah um and i do feel that a lot of the clients that have come to see me go away with a bit more confidence to do things differently too. So that's, for me, that's the biggest gift I can give either to a client or a partner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Um, so too. Thanks so much for sharing everything today. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. And can you tell us um, like where people can find you? Yeah, um, I am on Facebook and Instagram as Frankie Valentine, um, Miss Frankie V, I think my Insta handle is. I'm, I'm a bit shit at Twitter. I, oh, I'm hoping to get better at sometimes. it one day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you can find me. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom today. Thank you. It's been really great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope it's been as good for you as it's been for us. As with all my encounters, I love hearing feedback. You can find me online at artofthehookup.com and that's also the place to go to learn more about my book project. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing this stuff. Spread the word as well as the love and let's make the world of hookups a better place.